You're listening to Malka Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Just gone 8.05 Central African time. Let's welcome our Pais and Sakeshith Umar with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Your program after dinner minza keeping your company this evening. Myself, Shafat Ahmed Khan, hosting the show with uh, Luke Carlo on board. He's a top tech indeed uh, this evening. And alhamdulillah, looking forward uh, to a powerful program as always on After Dinner Mints. And uh, what can we look forward to uh, shortly, inshallah? We'll be talking to Shiraz Umar, who is a political analyst, a co- political commentator, and uh, someone uh, you know that's awful with uh, what's going around uh, the world, alhamdulillah, instead of Abu Bakr that who's experiencing a load shedding there in Bakerton. And I make dua for him because also has some cable problems, he said, for the past week or so. So we hope and uh, pray that uh, that will come uh, right soon. From 8.30 to 9, we will be talking to Anwar Qasim on his segment, a Drive-In with Anwar. And Anwar is looking at the most powerful Merc and switching to LPG. Yeah, you can get your car going on gas. And I noticed the price of gas went down. Emission tax, 500 electric cars ablaze. A new Mini is a class, they say. And fraud costs South Africans billions, or South Africa billions. At 9 to 9.30, the family rumor was Morana Salim Karim. Travel Express with Mohammed Ayaz Karim, uh, SA's a new tour- tourism advocate. Mm-hmm. Who's he? And night trains and whales are beaching tourism in South Africa. And 10 reasons for visiting Junubi Africa. Welcoming uh, Shiraz Umar to the platforms of uh, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah, on the segment called Muslim News. Uh, Shiraz Umar, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us how you're doing this fine, beautiful Tuesday evening. Alhamdulillah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi. How are you? Alhamdulillah, doing very well, Shiraz, and uh, all the better to have you on the platform. You know, as we look around us and when we look at uh, the uh, different types of scenarios and uh, the different types of news coming out from the Muslim world, Tell me, what catches your eye, you know, when you think about Palestine, when you think about Kashmir, when you think about what's happening in Somalia, and then you look at, uh, you know, uh, the uh, situation all over. What catches your eye and what's your views on, you know, the uh, present state of Muslim countries, uh, Shiraz Umar? Well, look, basically, uh, if you're asking me about all the Muslims, well, what catches my eye, basically, is the suffering and the killing and oppression. Those are the three factors that worries me most among the Muslim countries and uh, basically Palestine mostly, of course. Poor innocent people, ladies uh, getting murdered, massacred. And those are the things that really frustrate anyone for that matter and a worry and a concern for our people all over. And, you know, the, the biggest headline is, uh, you know, they say the word of God why Muslims are opposed to the burning of the Qur'an. And I'm just reading an article, uh, article here which says, the Qur'an is Islam's holy book, the primary source of guidance and law for the Muslim across the world. And uh, demonstrations have been held in several Muslim countries in recent weeks in response to the repeated desecration and burning of the noble Qur'an in Sweden and Denmark. Muslim nations have been swift to respond with the Saudi Arabia summoning uh, the Danish charge at uh, the affairs over the uh, issue. Iran also summoned uh, the Swedish ambassador to Tehran, while Iraq expelled the Swedish top diplomat. But, you know, this um, 
When you look at uh, the votings in the United Nations, then you'll notice that uh, those uh, that are Islamophobic will abstain from you know voting against Israel, even in the burning of the Quran. You'll find these people are not sincere, but because of losing uh, you know monetary gains from the Arab world and so forth, this is when they will do it. But you know there's a blatant uh, you know opposition to Islam and uh, the blatancy in uh, supporting the enemies of Islam. What are your thoughts, uh, Shiraz? Most definitely, uh, Shafat. My thoughts are that basically it's, it's now going overboard basically all over the world of the Islamophobia factor. And, and I think some of the things that affect uh, is basically is the, the growth and the fastest growing religion in the world is Islam. I mean, recently, if you look at the amount of converts and reverts within, our, within the Islamic, uh, I would say, fraternity in the world, it's amazing. In UK, I was just reading the other day, the amount of Muslims uh, are converting into Islam, it's amazing. In the US, same story. So in the prisons in the US, we see the numbers of people that are converting into Islam. And I think more importantly is uh, it's a complete... Uh, Islam itself, I think it's a complete situation that it, it considers politics, it considers finance, banking, the, the whole entire world. And uh, in, it's a complete situation. So what happens is, uh, I would say the Western countries are scared of this uh, growth and perfection that comes in with everything as far as Islam is concerned. So they are definitely going ahead and... and uh, Stopping the arise, the uprising, you know what I mean, of the people and the growth of Islam. So this is the problem that I think personally is happening all over the world, and they're targeting the Muslims in a major way, and uh, and uh, and that's sad. It's very very sad. I mean, it's happening in India now, Kashmir issue, uh, the Palestine issue, then all the other African countries that are also Muslim predominantly. Like, I mean, you look at uh, what's happening in in the countries recently, uh, I mean, what happened in Libya, what happened in, 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 uh, in Iraq, right? And all, all these countries, it, it, it's very, very sad. So what do we do? I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, it's becoming a world-renowned, I would say, uh, massacring factor, whether it's burning of the Quran or whether it's hurting. They just want to hurt Muslims. That's the bottom line. And that's sad. Mm. Sad indeed, uh, Shiraz. And, uh, you know, we move on and we look at that the uh, British uh, Muslims are having their bank accounts uh, closed without, uh, you know, adequate transparency and recourse, uh, uh, you know, representatives have uh, claimed. And it goes on to say, the Muslim Council of Britain says individuals and organizations in the community were being, uh, you know, were being disproportionately affected by the issues, leaving uh, the group with uh, deep concerns. The body has written to the senior politicians, including British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, uh, Chancellor uh, Jeremy Hunt, Labour uh, leader Sir Keir Starmer, and uh, Liberal uh, Democratic leader Sir Ed Davey to call for a review into the decision-making process and the use of third parties in the banking sector. And the problem of the so-called deep banking uh, came to the fore in recent weeks after formal UKIP leader Nigel Farge had his account closed by Coots with a new, uh, with now, uh, you know, 
I mean, uh, this is what's going on in uh, Britain, and you know, Britain slowly but surely, uh, you know, becoming Islamophobic. But uh, you know, half of Britain or three quarter of Britain is by own, by owned by whom? The Qataris, uh, Shiraz. Yes. I mean, yes. try and unscramble this for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You see, uh, uh, I think the, the the issue that's concerning and sad is that uh, if you look at the West systems of operation, is uh, they want these countries to be obligated and want to be messed up. So what they're doing is now they're targeting a specific group. And in UK, especially now with the bank accounts, it's like you take the people's source of monies and income and... Uh, you already messed them up, basically. Now, what are excuses in Britain, if you look at it very carefully, is that now they're digging into the mosque issue, uh, into the into the accounts of the mosques and everything. And what the excuses they're using is that we must check with them because they're running terrorist organizations. And, you know, basic mosque people, you know, a mosque in a small town, in the towns or whatever in the UK, is becoming a real problem. So uh, I think... Uh, they bring in every way, in every factor to go against the Muslims in the world. And that's very, very bad. Mm, I'm moving to your favorite uh, part of the world, India. And it says uh, New Delhi, uh, that's today, at least uh, five people, including two police personnel, were killed, in, uh, poli- uh, were killed in clashes between Hindus and Muslims that erupted on... Uh, around 50 kilometers or 30 miles south of the Indian capital, New Delhi. And uh, this uh, report has come through. The violence erupted after a Hindu religious procession passed through the Muslim-dominated New region in Haryana state. The official said by the evening, the violence has spilled over into neighboring Guru Gurugram, where a mosque was torched, killing the cleric and injur- uh, injur- uh, injuring, uh, injuring another person five people involved. I mean, there's it uh, in Guru Ram and in New Delhi. Yes. All these things are taking place and it seems as if, you know, communal violence is part and parcel of the Indian landscape. Uh, Shiraz? Yes, definitely. Definitely. You see, again, uh, it, it comes back to history. They, 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 they concocting the history now and saying where the Muslims were basically predominantly involved in the independence of India. And if you look at go look at the history of India, I mean, if you look at it carefully, you read it and you see the history, basically, the Mughal Empire came later, but much before that, for the history and independence of India came from the Muslims, a lot of them were part of it. So now they are basically trying to change the history and create problems. Again, it comes back to the issue of ruling and power. That's the whole issue, and that's the word power. You want to remain in power, so what you do, you create problems with the minorities, you create problems, so then, so then you would get voted and remain in power and continue remaining in power. That is the major problem that's happening in India. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, moving from India to uh, Turkey, uh, and uh, you look at uh, President Erdogan, uh, I mean, he's going around, uh, he's captured the Arabs now, he's done major deals in arms uh, and, you know, selling drones to them and so forth. And, uh, you know, also uh, presenting uh, uh, MBS with a electric vehicle. Then he went to uh, Qatar. I think he did the same thing, uh, presenting the electric vehicle that uh, been manufactured by Turkey. And it seems as if, you know, Turkey's ascendancy is uh, reminding one of the glorious days of the Ottoman 
or the Osman Empire. How do you read into all these uh, different uh, scenarios of Erdogan after winning the elections uh, being relevant, uh, Shiraz? Yes, look, he's trying to be relevant because uh, let me be very frank to you about Erdogan. Erdogan hasn't, he's been on the fence a long time. He hasn't been uh, uh, choosing sides or whatever. And he's been playing on all the sides. He's playing on the West side. He's been playing on the United Nations side. He's been playing on every way aspect. And, and now he's trying to, uh, I would say, also get the support and the friendship within the Muslim fraternity, especially the Arab countries and all that. He, he, he hasn't got a very good name, apparently, among the Muslim empire because of what he was, is his relationship with Israel, his relationship with the West. And uh, I think also, uh, if you look at it, look at the history of Turkey also, the Turkish were also, also all considering themselves as European because of their, uh, I would say, location, you know. So this is the whole thing. And I don't really know what is his game because he's been, he's been very controversial in what he's been doing. Yes, uh, Shiraz, uh, you know, as you said, uh, he's uh, dealing with uh, even uh, with, with the Saudi Arabia and, you know, with MBS and many recall what happened to Khashoggi. And I wonder, you know, uh, he has kept that under file 13. He doesn't even talk about that. So, you know, all these things are come through the fore and you think about it. And uh, then you really want to know about uh, even Imran Khan having it so difficult. Indeed, you know, perhaps some people say you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really tired of reading uh, these different stories of uh, Muslim leadership always being comprom- uh, compromised. And it seems as if, you know, those, uh, you know, the, the, the bad boys or the chores uh, yeah. have, have come to the fore. And it seems as if, in the, you know, this is the world where the dregs of society have come to the fore, Shiraz. Yes, most definitely. It's happening in quite a few countries in the world now. And, and the sad thing is, if you're a straight leader and coming up, like Imran Khan is great. What he has done in Pakistan in that little bit of time while he was there as Prime Minister, he's changed a lot of things and he's made that country, I would say, uh, uh, a prominent force. But where's the problem, as you put it very nicely, is the chores. Uh, every one of them there currently, uh, that Sardar and, uh, you know, uh, Musharraf, all these guys, right? They, every one of them is in trouble. Every one of them is they got court cases against them. The names against them are, are tarnished. So, again, it's true. What's happening in the world is, and I think, again, mentioned very clearly, is power. So what these guys are doing, they want to continue, 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 trying to remain in power, run the resources of the country. But Pakistan is very interesting because the, the, the history is, is about the army. And the army was always being backed by uh, the CIA and the U.S. Uh, and, and, and basically Musharraf and all these guys, the generals that came into power from the army, they're all, I would say, uh, being very, very close with the U.S. So, and they've been getting funding there. They've been getting big time and uh, very, very wealthy, the, the army. You can't mess around with the army in, in, in Pakistan. So that was very, very unstable. Now, Imran Khan is one of the guys that's standing up to the army and they don't like it. So, and he's got, what's this part of it? He's got the majority of the people's support. In spite of that, they've found ways and means to mess his life up. Uh, in fact, uh, um, uh, we, we should be a little concerned because Pakistan's got a history of killing these guys. 
Every one of them, anyone who goes against the system and everything else will fight these chores, as you say. They will, they will kill them. Believe me or not, they will kill them. But Imran is still holding on uh, and I hope, inshallah, that he remains there and the people must continue supporting him. The question will be how long. That is a question. I don't know. I just read somewhere or came across. I think they, they're planning on uh, having an election in November. That's what I've been reading. So Imran Khan is in saying... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, the, the bottom line there, uh, Shiraz, is that, that they're trying to get Imran out of the equation and perhaps, uh, you know, don't let his party to stand for that election. They, 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 they're going to have it, but perhaps without uh, Imran and his uh, members and so forth. But, uh, you know, Allah alam, we'll see what happens there. We hope and pray that, you know, perhaps justice will prevail. As we move on and we look at, you know, uh, another article that comes through here, it says uh, human trafficking is a crime against humanity. Islam combats it and Islam's teaching and laws work on eradicating it. Uh, starting with the honor of Allah, the exalted, has bestowed upon all the children of Adam, alayhi salam, then pr- promoting the values of justice and mercy in the hearts of the faithful, and finally by enacting the deterrent laws. And this uh, is uh, done by the Muslim World League, uh, which is making a, you know, a, a big um, a hue and a cry against human trafficking. And, you know, perhaps we know that one of the biggest uh, violations of human uh, trafficking comes from so-called NGOs. Uh, you know, they come there, they go into war zones and actually uh, pick up uh, children, refugee children, and start off a human traffic, trafficking and so forth. What's your views on that, uh, Shiraz? Look, it's a sad situation. It's, again, very, very sad. And, uh, uh, again, I think it's monetary... Also, and they don't, these, these organizations and these NGOs, they don't uh, have any value for, for anything as far as children are concerned, life is concerned, and all that stuff. In fact, one of the countries that uh, Russia found was, well, was Ukraine. Uh, so they found that, that even there, uh, the bio labs and all that existed with Biden, Hunt, uh, with, well, yeah, Hunter, you know, Biden, Biden's son, right, who was a drug addict. Uh, he's been involved in human trafficking in a major way that's going into Ukraine, right? Like that, it's all over the world and it's happening now. And it's also to do with, I think, monetary and uh, power and all those things. And it's very, very sad what's happening. It's very, very it's hurtful, actually. And uh, a lot of people are not considered about people's lives and, and uh, maintaining, I would say, uh, you know, uh, keeping it very, very strong in your morality and all that stuff. And, it's sad. It's very sad all over the world. It's really, it's it's at the moment currently. Uh, I think the world is in chaos. Countries, majority of the countries are in chaos. If they're not starting big funny things like uh, human trafficking and uh, a lot of matters like that, it's sad. Yeah, you know, when you look at the uh, resources of this world, they say uh, you know the Muslim world has about seventy percent of the world's resources. And you can see how America has manipulated the Arabs and uh, Saudi in, in, in uh, especially, you know, Henry Kissinger uh, bringing in uh, the petrol dollars uh, with the blessings of his uh, you know, president, uh, Nixon, who also was very instrumental in what they have, uh, you know, duped uh, the Arabs into accepting uh, the, uh, the, the American hegemony. And uh, today you find uh, that there is this tug of war where, you know, Russia... And you get um, uh, China 
all of them uh, want to break away from uh, the dollar as a you know go to factor or as uh, the petrol dollar to take that away and uh, perhaps bring in uh, the uh, ruble and the yuan and so forth what's your views on that yeah with this different uh, tug of war taking place most of africans uh, you know want to join the big banks uh, you find other countries also i mean uh, saudi and other arab countries and a lot of asian countries want to uh, you know break away from uh, the american stronghold how do you read into this uh, shiraz right you see you see what's happening is very interesting what you're saying it's the change of uh, power in a sense that everything now is going towards the east and you're right the 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 the, the population the manufacturing the wealth the oil that the needed commodities in the world is, is is now in the east basically now answering the issue on the factor of saudi arabia saudi arabia what happened was these countries they, they realize now that they have lost billions and billions of money on the waste with the us right they lost it and if uh, they found that even the dollar issue is a very interesting one why must people or all the other countries use the dollar why what's the, what's the issue that they should continue using it the dollar is very powerful in the world every everything that you do you base it on dollar whether it's your metals whether it's your food whether it's your costing or most of the things and anything to do with import and export is dollar now saudi arabia for all these years with the petrodollar system that came out with this nixon and all that what happened was that they were more bartering the area so saudi was losing billions and billions of rands how or, or dollars actually how was that they were bartering the issue of the americans uh, protecting them all these years and now saudi realized that it's not worth it for them anymore and so now the similar system is in africa the african countries who became a little more stronger now and realized and educated realized that you know what they also being colonized and being used and abused for all the resources i mean uh, right now i'm following up issues on on here in africa at the moment uh, uganda and all these countries for the resources they telling the american american and the europeans or whoever they are yeah listen there's no more time for this now you can't come here and just abuse our people and abuse our country and take our resources and go we want to be part of it you know so so it's happening all over the world and i think people are waking up that way and saying we are not benefiting our countries it's not going to benefit our people it's not going to benefit anything and our resources and the land and the ground and the minerals are in it belongs to us that's it. let's around let's talk it out let's move it's not a one way street anymore so that's going to be affecting the us and then falls in the dollar issue uh, america is in major trouble the debt the people go see now look at the debt in the, in the us and then now see britain is happening now again now also look at the the property situation there the food shortages there uh, people can't afford uh, food things there also now in the uk and it's a problem it's a major problem all over the world and what's more important about the dollar uh, or, or anything else it's the entire banking system that exists in the world and that never worked it's not going to work because this usury system the system that that's going on people are losing uh, it's a one way street the central banks in the world is becoming a problem so 
all these countries realize now it's not going to work. Maybe you should go the Sharia way. That's a better way of doing language. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bad system. There's no, uh, it's just printing of money all the time. But you've got no backup uh, of, of, of now. This is the difference with what's happening now with BRICS and all that. BRICS discussion is very interesting. They're going to back it up and they've got very powerful countries are involved in it now. I mean, India has got one of the fastest GDPs in the world. Right. China is a similar situation. Right. And then you've got a lot of calls. A lot of countries now want to join. The South American countries want to come in. Besides the Brazil, the five, uh, South Africa, Brazil, and China. Now, all the other Asian countries and South African, I mean, the, uh, South American countries want to jump in too. But it's, it's a good thing, I think, because it's going to be very strong to go against it. Why should the dollar be... They've been using that dollar system to suppress and make people obligated to them so that they could abuse for, the, for themselves. That's the whole situation. Yeah, subjugation of countries and, uh, you know, uh, actually buying things at, uh, at a laughable price, you know, at the expense of everything. I mean, Africa is a breadbasket to the world. Uh, yes, everything happens. Africa has all the raw materials and you look at South Africa, one of the richest countries in the world. But what has it uh, to show for itself? Because it's been exploited left, right, and center. Shiraz, already a, a treat to have you this evening on uh, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahnus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Perhaps your parting words uh, before we let you go, Shiraz. Yeah, look, it's very, very interesting topic that you're speaking about tonight. It's, it's a wonderful thing, and it's a pleasure, that, uh, and I feel honored to be on it. However, the parting words would be, listen, I think people, the countries should fight. The people should stand up because we want, in South Africa, is very interesting. We want, uh, you're right, uh, taking our resources, our countries must benefit, our people must benefit. That's the way it must be. And from there, the nation can eat, people can live, because everybody deserves from the country, from the citizens of the country, from the land of the country, to benefit. That's what I've shown Inshallah. Jazakallah khair, Shiraz. We will uh, talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, that's what the Shiraz Umar Rabudat, a political analyst and also a commentator who also writes articles for many other publications. Time for us to go for a break. When you get back, Inshallah, we'll be joined by Anwar Qasim on his segment, Driving with Anwar.